Frederick Bartels, and you're listening to Joy in Truth. We're in the season of Lent now, my friends and brothers and sisters, the 40 solemn days in which we reorient our lives to Christ through the disciplines of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. The Catechism of the Catholic Church in paragraph 540 tells us that by the solemn 40 days of Lent, the Church unites herself each year to the mystery of Jesus in the desert. We recall that when Jesus went into the desert, he fasted for 40 days and was tempted by the devil. What about fasting? Why is fasting important? Fasting today is often set aside or thought to be unimportant spiritually, but in fact, it's very important for us spiritually. In reality, fasting is the Christian way of life because penance is the Christian way of life. Of course, we don't fast all the time, but penance is important and fasting is a form or type of penance. And penance is important and penance is part of the Christian life. Why? Because we are sinners. Let me read to you an excerpt from the Catechism, paragraph 1459. Many sins wrong our neighbor. One must do what is possible in order to repair the harm, return stolen goods, for example, or restore the reputation of someone slandered or pay compensation for injuries. Simple justice requires as much, says the Catechism, but sin also injures and weakens the sinner himself, as well as his relationships with God and neighbor. Absolution takes away sin, Here the Catechism is speaking of the absolution obtained in the Sacrament of Penance and Reconciliation. So absolution takes away sin, and continuing with the Catechism, but it does not remedy all the disorders sin has caused. Raised up from sin, the sinner must still recover his full spiritual health by doing something more to make amends for the sin. He must make satisfaction for or expiate his sins. This satisfaction is also called penance. And so the Christian life, my friends, is about penance because we are sinners. We all commit sin and it's necessary for us to make satisfaction for those sins. Well, one of the ways we do this is through fasting. Fasting is a form of voluntary self-denial, which is a type of penance. Now, Fasting is a part of Lent because Lent is a penitential season. Paragraph 1438 tells us that the seasons and days of penance in the course of the liturgical year, Lent and each Friday in memory of the death of the Lord, are intense moments of the church's penitential practice. These times are particularly appropriate for spiritual exercises, penitential liturgies, pilgrimage, as signs of penance, voluntary self-denial, such as fasting and almsgiving, and fraternal sharing, charitable and missionary works, teaches the Catechism. So penance is a form of voluntary self-denial. And if we think about it, uh, penance is our means of entering into the self-denial of Jesus Christ on the cross. After all, he gave up his life on the cross in perfect obedience to the will of the Father, and he did this for the redemption of humankind. 
in giving his life as this perfect act of love, free and loving obedience to the Father, he did what no man could do, what humanity entirely could not do. This act redeemed humankind. This act made satisfaction for the sins of humankind. So through our voluntary acts of self-denial, we can join to Christ and join to his cross. So obviously, there's a lot of spiritual benefits in fasting. And I think that's the thing people are often missing today, the spiritual importance of fasting. If you want to draw nearer to God, if you want to have a more powerful experience in prayer, fasting is the key. Because when we fast, we're voluntarily suffering for our love of Christ and for our love of God. We're saying to God, I'm willing to suffer to deny myself for my love of you. I'm willing to suffer to join in with the penitential act of the church during Lent. I'm willing to be one with you, Christ, on the cross. So there's very many spiritual benefits to fasting. Now, other benefits, for example, fasting builds self-discipline. It helps us to resist disordered attachments to material things, to created things. So it builds virtue, especially the moral virtue of temperance. Now recall that the virtue of temperance is the ability to use created things wisely. So the temperate person makes use of what God has created in an appropriate way. He doesn't overuse things or overindulge in things. And also he doesn't underindulge in what's necessary and good. He doesn't see material things as evil. The things God has created for our use are good. The key is using them in a holy, correct way, in a temperate way. And another thing interesting about penance is that our penance can also be applied through our prayers of intercession to our neighbor. We can do penance for others. And in this way, again, we join into a participation of Christ's salvific act. We join into a participation of his work on the cross. Because in Christ, we can also engage in the mission of salvation by participating in his mission. So, of course, we can apply our penance to the souls of others. And this is very beautiful. We can help people by our prayers and our penance, and they're not even aware of it. But God knows, and God will will answer our prayers and apply our prayers. When we read paragraph 2647 in the Catechism under Prayer of Intercession, it states, Prayer of Intercession consists in asking on behalf of another. It knows no boundaries and extends to one's enemies. I want to emphasize that again. It knows no boundaries. So certainly we can pray for others, we can intercede for others, and we can apply our penitential acts of fasting to the souls of others. Fasting and penance are the Christian way of life because we're sinners. Through our act of fasting, this act of voluntary and innocent suffering and expiation for our sins, we're taking responsibility for our sins. We're saying to God, I'm a sinner, and I recognize that, and I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to do penance. And we're saying to God, 
I love you above all things. I'm willing to suffer this, this short time, this small suffering to prove my love for you. So again, great spiritual benefits in fasting and doing penance. There's often a lot of questions about what it means to fast and what it means to abstain from meat on Fridays. So let's talk about these two things for a moment. Catholics ages 14 and older are required to abstain from flesh meat on Fridays. Flesh meat is defined as the meat of land-dwelling animals, so poultry, beef, pork, elk, deer, those kinds of animals. You're allowed to eat eggs, um, dairy products, cheese. You're also allowed to eat fish on Fridays, so many Catholics will eat fish and, and that's fine. Also, many Catholics will abstain from meat on all Fridays throughout the year, and that's an excellent spiritual practice. What about fasting? Catholics age 18 to 59 years old are required to fast unless they have a sufficient reason for not doing so, such as a medical reason for not fasting. Fasting is defined as having one full meal a day and two smaller portions of food, such as taking food in the morning or in the evening, in addition to the one full meal. So two snacks, for example, is a good way to put it. And these snacks cannot individually add up to a full meal, obviously. There's a lot of confusion about this. Some Catholics will say that they're allowed to have one full meal and two lesser meals that cannot add up to one full meal. However, the rule of the church doesn't actually say that. Let me read to you an excerpt from the 1966 Apostolic Constitution, Penitimony. The law of fasting allows only one full meal a day, but does not prohibit taking some food in the morning and evening, observing, as far as quantity and quality are concerned, approved local custom. So there you go. We're allowed to have one full meal a day, and we can take some additional food in the morning and in the evening. So people often like to refer to that as having two snacks, and those snacks cannot individually add up to a full meal. If you'd like to learn more about the disciplines of fasting and abstinence during Lent, I suggest you Google Jimmy Aiken. He's a well-known Catholic apologist. He has a blog site with lots of great information on it. So if you'll input Lent fasting Jimmy Aiken, I think it'll pop right up. I'm Deacon Frederick Bartels. Thank you for listening to Joy in Truth. God bless you.